seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey, hello. Whoa. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Post Credits, our live show. We're back. Yep. After Hooray. I think after more than a, a month, actually, because we stopped uh, recording all at the same time. So a month still, um, which is something you'll understand when we uh, don't eat to the mic. What are you doing? <laughs> Big old fucking slice leave, of pizza. You're in there. We leave for a month and E forgets etiquette while doing a podcast. Well, do you assume I had any? But also, Robbie, the one we did before, you were seeing Taffy. So <laughs> Taffy's not as loud. Sir. <laughs> Sir. Anyway, hi everybody. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm Jaria, uh, joined by Pizza E. Hello, and Robbie. Taffy, Robbie. Thank you very much. Taffy, Robbie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Raffy. Raffy. <laughs> <laughs> um, my goal is to blow up and then act like I don't know nobody. <laughs> that's riff like That's racist. <laughs> what? No? Okay. No. What? <laughs> Why is that racist? <laughs> I don't know. I was it was a white dude who said that. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that makes it not racist. But oh, man. I don't know. I, was just, I thought he was doing like a Chinese accent. No. no. Okay. No, the, the person he was quoting there was famous rapper okay. Riff Raff. Riff Raff um, Paddywhack, yep. Who, the, the quote is exactly what Robbie said. My goal is to blow up and then act like I don't know nobody. His music sucks. <laughs> it's fucking garbage. All right. I mean, to be fair, he kind of acts like a garbage human being, so his oh, music just reflects that. Yeah, he went on, this is way back in the day, but somehow Dan Reichert got him to go on Game Informer on an episode, and it was just the most awkward, weird fucking thing. Yeah, this um, is, that seems like it'd be pretty weird. Yeah, like he he just like didn't want to do anything they wanted him to do, and like he would only go on, like he agreed to just go on, and he's like, I'm only going to let you guys put this up if we play this one game. So they did, and like it was just, was a fucking whole thing from what I heard. What game? Um, Earl, Toe Jam and Earl. That's the one. Good game, to be fair. Probably. I've never played it, actually. It's very confusing, but it's like a really interesting Genesis game. It's a roguelike, right? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but weird, but anyway, Riff Raff. He exists. That's a thing. Um, I would have loved it if it was something dumb like Madden 07. I think it was actually like I think they did that in like 07 or 08. So Madden been, 04 then. I want to play the newest Madden. <laughs> Madden 93. I don't like I feel like most people who are fans of Madden don't have like a favorite Madden. But there's so, like there's like a select few who are like, "Oh yeah, Madden oh, Madden 08, that one's the best one." I would love yeah. to meet one of those people so they could explain to me what like about that specific one is so great. That's the one where they were 19. <laughs> <laughs> they don't love that game the most they just liked being 19 and playing that game Maybe. i mean something they do definitely like introduce and unintroduce unintroduce uh remove features <laughs> yeah like i remember the madden i played the quote-unquote most had a <laughs> mascot mode where you can just be the mascots instead of players and i liked it for that reason what is it like a rhythm <laughs> game at that point what no like in like all the players are just the mascots. Oh, oh, that makes more sense. I thought you meant like literally the game is happening and you're just like 
on the sidelines oh, no, as the mascot. Yeah, no, like, you're dancing you're... around like the mascot trying to get the crowd riled up. No, you're just a bunch of there's just a bunch of mascots on the field instead of players. Oh, that yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like Blitz. It, it might have been Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I think that's the only football game Dry has ever liked was NFL Blitz. Yeah, I like Tech Mobile. Similar, probably. Yeah. Can you get run over by an ambulance in Blitz? No, but that's mm. Tech Mobile's a superior because you just kind of kill everybody. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, Blitz also people can jump like, about thirty feet in the air in that game. Yeah. Blitz was like NFL's answer to Jam, right? To NBA Jam. I think so. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Pretty much. It's Sam. Hey, hey, says Sam. Hey, hey, it's the Sam. Hi. Also, hello, Winstinus. Um, sorry, Winstinus, no Collins. Um, we we allow very few Collins for the yeah. most part. We've had Only some Sam. issues in the past with Collins. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate you wanting to join in. I'm sorry about that. Um, we do we read the chat a lot, so you yeah. can you know you can just yeah. Yeah. say stuff and we'll definitely respond yeah for sure um hey we should talk about them some things we haven't we've been gone for a month yeah yeah uh, should we start with the stuff that we definitely collectively watched me and dry at the very least <laughs> yeah uh, we, I, I was busy with other things yeah. around this yeah. time yes you were um spider-man yeah no way home no homes no spider-man no homo <laughs> <laughs> i watched that uh I think he might have downloaded the wrong Spider-Man, but okay. Hmm. Or the right one. Ooh. <laughs> no. Um. That's yeah, good. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want. Kind of I don't want to spoil it because Robbie hasn't seen it actually. Yeah, I won't say like a ton, a ton. Like, I I'll say stuff that I feel like is either general knowledge now or like from the trailers. Um, I like what they did for the arc of Peter in this one. Yeah, I think that's a good decision um this is pretty spoiler but i feel like anyone who's seen a movie could guess it um they just like undo the second movie which makes that one even more worthless to watch (laughs) like you could just skip it now i think Uh, you couldn't skip it like if you just told someone what What happened happened at the end yeah like (laughs) you could just skip that one now yeah i think the second one has like some fun things in it though i think dr uh not doctor strange mysterio. mysterio is neat but at the same time he doesn't get to do anything anymore like <laughs> unless yeah. they fix that somehow but also like if you want to like keep up with what's happening in the marvel movies you kind of have to watch the second one you say that you said i had to do that for this one and i'm not sure what about this one i would have needed to see anything else i think like maybe you don't need to but <laughs> There are some Marvel series that you need to watch in order to get some some of the stuff a bit better, and I think Eternals has some stuff that would help this one make more sense. I don't know. Um, and then some stuff in uh, WandaVision and Shang-Chi, I think. Hey. Super. Out of everything, that's the one one I would be interested in, quite frankly. Shang-Chi? It's really good. It's a good action um, movie. Yeah, uh... I'm gonna say regarding this movie, <laughs> uh, the no home, no way home. I feel like the universe stuff isn't that prevalent. Like I think this movie could have been easily written without using that. Hard disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
man, hard to talk about that without I mean, spoiling like, things. But with like, because uh, there's a lot of new characters that I feel like don't necessarily need that. Like, like I'm not saying it would be as good a movie. I just feel like I've wanted more from the premise than it gave. But at the same time, I just have Spider Verse if I want more from the premise, anyways. Right. Like, I think so, this is for a very specific audience. Maybe. I mean, I arguably am that audience. It just didn't click for me. I don't think that's terribly true, actually. No. no. I'm not people who grew up with a certain thing that I definitely watched all of those. I mean, <laughs> yes, but I don't think that you're ter- I don't think that you're super nostalgic about that. I mean, I think I feel like you aren't either, are you? I am not. Exactly. Um, but I do think that those are very important things. Like, I think for the overall Marvel plot of what ends up happening, and this is extremely important, Maybe. which, again, I can't go too terribly into without no, literally spoiling all of it. One. This is a fun, like, weird, like, <clears throat> hypothetical yeah. talk. But... Um, like, I feel like what they do with this is extremely smart with how they handle the ending. Maybe. I'm not a big fan of the ending. I think a lot of it's just, like, I'm kind of tired of the trope that it ends on because I have seen that quite a bit. Sure. I I like what it's going to do for Spider-Man, what I expected to do for Spider-Man. Um, getting him back to like a certain position. I like that idea. But as the actual storytelling go, I'm kind of like iffy about it. I'm the opposite. I actually hate what the ending does for Spider-Man because <laughs> I feel like it brings it to too simplistic. See, that's what I like about it, because I feel like you start losing what the important parts of Spider-Man are, the grandioser you get his stories. See, and I thought this was the most uh, Peter Parker, the most Spider-Man story. Uh, In a sense, Because, yeah, like, I think all like... the best Spider-Man stories always start with, like, Spider-Man wants a very simple thing that he doesn't understand how, like, actually complicated it is, and he ends up fucking it up and making it a bigger problem than it is. Yeah, I get that part. I just more mean, like, I think... A lot of the thing about it for me is how just like, oh, now we got to f- go to other big superhero and like, I don't know. I feel like, especially with the second movie, we were just getting kind of farther away from like Spider-Man being Spider-Man. And like, I feel like they were starting to get to be like mini Avengers in a lot of sense. This one, again, was moving away from that, which I like. In a way, but in like, a way, in a it's way. also moving much closer to it. Yeah, way, like, I don't know. Some of it might just be my disillusion with um, my disillusion with, like, just the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think the movie's good, and it's, like, a popcorn movie. I it, It's not, like, amazing, but I think it's good. Um, I guess because this comparison is going to be is like just brought up a lot on the internet. I do personally like Spider-Verse more, but a lot of that is I do really like Miles Morales, Miles Morales a lot as right. well as I, again, I personally like how they used the plotting, the plot device that both movies share. Cause that's more what I wanted from it. But these are honestly, these are very different movies. They're extremely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think that for what this does for like the Marvel universe, I think, well, the Marvel universe, and I would say Spider-Man itself, it 
creates a huge it's almost like a new starting point basically yes um which for you i know that that's something you're way into because you just are tired of marvel which i think a lot of people are in a lot of ways um and they just want something that doesn't rely so much on the last thing uh which is where marvel's definitely at right now um and spider-man is going in that direction but at the same time like it did advance marvel stuff in a way and i think you see that with the fact that the post credit scene for this is literally a trailer. Yeah, that bugged me a lot, it's, quite frankly. It's literally just a trailer for that the next movie. That was annoying to me. <laughs> um, I can't wait to not watch it. I'm very excited for it. Um, that's I, that's another one to where you literally will not understand what's happening unless you watch WandaVision. I mean, also, um, I'm going to out myself. I haven't. I still haven't seen Doctor Strange. You've not seen a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> half of them, I'm fairly confident in saying. Uh, I think you underestimate how many Marvel movies there actually are. I think you underestimate how many I've been dragged to. No, drags a bit. <laughs> drags an overstatement. Like, yeah. they're fine movies. It's fun family and or friend outing. I just like, I don't know. I've gotten to a point in my life. I just want something different than what I'm getting. Right. And like, if it wasn't Marvel movies, it'd be whatever the big thing is. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess this will kind of segue us to the next topic. I'm I'm feeling the same about a lot of Disney movies now, personally. They're super similar. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I do want to say about yep. the Marvel movies thing, though, is because you're like, everything has to be a big Avengers meetup thing. Um, literally, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because of how uh, Kevin Feige has been uh, putting all these things together, um, he has literally come to the conclusion that you cannot have, at this point, one of these superhero movies without having other heroes in it. And I think he's right. Like, I think audiences I think would be disappointed. Like, I think it works good in this one because it does someone who is very central to this specific story. Like, yeah. I don't mind who he met here. Yeah. I did mind it a bit more with how over-centralized it became with Spider-Man's character in the first two movies. Like, those movies started to feel like Tony Stark Jr. in a lot of ways. That's very much the point of them as well. I know that's the point of it. I just didn't personally like it. And some of that is just how much I like Spider-Man Spider-Man yeah. as a character. Yeah. So like, and I'm not saying they have to cater to my whims. <laughs> like, it's fine. People buy these movies. They clearly like them. Like, People fucking ate this I'm not, movie up. I'm not going to like sit here and tell them they're wrong. And again... There's like Spider Verse for people like me who want more secluded stuff. Yeah, which is funny to say because Spider Verse is also about alternate universes and stuff. But like, there's that for me. Like, that's not Spider Verse. Isn't like, hey, Spider Man meets uh, Captain Avenger. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, I know some people might try to might be thinking that I know like all comics are eventually became this too. Yes. Like I'm aware that like, even in like I've watched Spider-Man cartoons growing up, I'm aware just meeting other superheroes is very common. Yeah. I think it's just cause like, there's not, there's not like a, okay, here's the, here's just Spider-Man. Here's your just Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And like, I don't know I, if they had more of those maybe, but at the same time, I hate how many origin story movies there are. So it's a lose, lose. Maybe if, it wasn't just 
Disney making superhero movies. I know DC too, obviously, but like mm. if it wasn't just those two, because like there's a comparison to Western movies a lot, but like with Western movies, it wasn't two companies making every Western movie from what I gathered. I know mm. like <laughs> I know like, Universal made quite a bit of them. Like I def I know like it was like a leading thing, but like anyone like a Western isn't like a property thing like anyone can make a western obviously they won't all have clint eastwood and stuff like that right but like anyone could have made a western if they really wanted to it's hard to say the same thing about superheroes because like no there aren't a lot of people who are gonna buy into a new superhero right now i don't think i think you're right about that but also in the same way um i think that that helps with the oversaturation thing in a lot of ways because uh, all the different Marvel movies can, they do share a very similar tone, obviously, yeah, but like, they can be very different in a lot of ways. Like, I think, I, I mean, since it came out, I've been talking about Shang-Chi. I think Shang-Chi is extremely different from yeah. the other Marvel movies that you've been seeing lately. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, actually, this Spider-Man is different, too. Um, I think it gives, actually, a lot of room to breathe before it starts getting into a lot of that stuff. Yeah, that was a interesting one. Like, again, I'm not, like it's not all like I I it's more a exhaustion from me than sure. outwardly disliking any of the elements from it. But yeah. um, and I, I, that, yeah. that's again that's how westerns were too. But westerns I would argue much worse because it was literally everybody who could make them, mm. and so you had like these three or four big companies like that was their thing. But then every company made westerns. It was that's why there's channels that are just westerns because yeah. fucking everybody was making them that was the only thing i don't know like some of this might be (laughs) just like a different like i think it's a much better thing if anyone can make it and it's being oversaturated because of that than if it's few companies can make it and it's still getting oversaturated because like i understand like if everyone had proper let's say theoretical world disney didn't cannibalize (laughs) copyright ips anyone can make superhero movies with any superhero I understand that most of them would still be similar, but like it's one of the, it's like the indie game thing for me where like even if like most of it feels the same, like the cream of the crop can still come out, and I don't think it would always be Disney or DC. Who Warner Brothers? There we go, Warner Brothers. Yeah, I think in some ways you're right, but I think that it's extremely telling that Warner, not Warner Brothers, um, Marvel has done so much better than DC in almost every single way marvel you just kind of has better writers usually (laughs) yeah yeah for sure um i I think that's where they've kind of gotten ahead of the boat or have a better steering of the boat or whatever you want to call it kevin Feige being at the head of this and being like this is the direction we're going like this is how we're pushing everything like this needs to be a narrative thread going this exact way and dc just hasn't had that really no and so like the thing for like a lot of comic book fans is the fact that they do want all of these heroes to mingle. They do want all these heroes to talk to each other. And like, cause it's fucking weird that you're fucking watching Batman. And you're like, where the fuck is Superman? Like, why isn't he helping with this world ending thing? Like it's, it's weird when that happens. And so like, it's very weird. And like a Marvel thing, if like something's happening with Spider-Man and no fucking other hero shows up at all, like it's weird. I never, I don't know. I just don't feel that. Like I, I it might be the stuff I consumed. Like, I super felt that. I don't know, because, like, so, like... I would say through all of Phase 1 and a lot of Phase 2 of Marvel, I was like, where the fuck are they? Like, where is Stark right now? Like, what the fuck is he doing? So, like, I, I got super annoyed by a lot of that. 
don't know, because like some of that's just like it's not like you're always like available. Like, but they're heroes. That's their job. <laughs> they could be preoccupied. I'm not saying they're doing nothing. I'm saying like <laughs> this is a world where like earth-shattering events just happen a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's the thing about Superman. Like, he's usually in Metropolis because that's where, like, most of the stuff is. And, like, Batman's in Gotham doing that. And, like, Superman's not really equipped to handle a Batman villain in a lot of ways. I think you see that a lot of times. They do cross over the few times. I, other than Justice League, because that's a whole different beast, obviously. Yeah. But, like, there are, like, some things where specifically, like, Batman and Superman. I haven't seen Batman versus Superman, so I'm not. I wouldn't bother with it. Um, But, like, it's where, like, <laughs> Batman's villains often need like a sort of it's like weird to say like a, a touch of delicacy that Batman often brings. I'm mostly talking about the cartoons I grew up with. Sure. Where like a lot of it is like Batman has a lot like of these weird tragic villains. Yes. And he knows like how to bring them down in a lot of ways. Whereas I think Superman's a lot more action orientated, mostly due to where his uh, origins lie. Sure, but also, what if, like, when Scarecrow has this horrible gas that's turning people, everybody insane in the city, and chaos seems to be going about, what if Superman could just fly in and fucking grab the guy? Oh, well, if someone's attacking Metropolis at that time. No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Like, <laughs> like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's the problem. Like, it's just... I just don't, like, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's probably just going to be something we don't see eye to eye. Like, that's like a... Just like a weird thing, like at that point, like, oh, why doesn't like the thing that would stop the plot stop the plot? Like, because it would stop the plot. Sometimes you're just looking at it from a narrative, right? And like that's the problem. <laughs> like that's that's why I think it's way better to be in the Marvel mode or Kevin Feige mode to where like, yeah, like another hero is obviously going to come and help and figure this out because they can't all always be busy. Like that's just, <laughs> but like you can still like make that argument i feel like oh we're, we're literally anyone else while the entire fabric of oh wait sorry <laughs> while like the entire <laughs> big act of this new spider-man movie were happening there was only oh just just a couple were available like you can still make that argument there is actually a, a reason why there are less superheroes all right is it phase. i had to watch wandavision no 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 that, uh it's stuff that's sort of explained in post credits in the second spider-man actually um there is it's the secret war storyline mm -hmm. there's literally aliens that have come and taken the roles of people on earth and they are disguised as them so that the heroes can go off and do another thing so that people don't panic it's <laughs> there's literally a secret war brewing underneath everything currently <laughs> why is it okay now then that you like have that narrative device <laughs> like why can't that just be basically the rule anyways because it's not just the rule that's <laughs> That's what is currently happening in the underlying plot of the universe. Like, I think they even mentioned in this movie of like, where is what's his face? The leader of shield. Like he's been in space for two years or whatever. Mm. He's like, what? I just saw him. Like that kind of thing. Like that's, that's a lot of what's happening in the underlying story. Um, That's the, actually a, quite a bit of a reason why people didn't like Eternals a lot is because it's like, where the fuck were these guys the whole time? They had to write a whole, thing of why they weren't involved i don't know it's uh like uh, it's almost like this universe is getting too big and it's getting convoluted i'm gonna get sick with my old thing of disney has way too much of a monopoly <laughs> on everything yada yada i don't know i don't mind it like maybe it's just i wish other things would make superhero movies 
so I can have something else. Yeah. Like maybe I it feels weird. I didn't like particularly think Big Hero Six was anything crazy, but like that's also Disney, so it's a terrible example. But like <laughs> like that was like a more secluded superhero story of just them, but that's not there wasn't like a Big Hero Seven or whatever. Big there Hero Sixty Two. They actually did a sequel show that did fairly well. There is a show. I yeah. did I did want to watch the show, I just never ended up doing it. But like I hear it's quite good. Yeah. I hear that there's so many shows I hear that are quite good. It's hard yeah. to get around to all of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's let's keep the Disney train rolling though. I I don't. Uh, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about, Spider Man? No, it's yeah. I, I I liked it a lot. It's required viewing for Marvel at this point. It's good. I don't. <laughs> it's uh, not required viewing for Marvel. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, Sam also asked in chat if did you watch the boys? I want to. That that's all I can really say. It's the boys, uh, the kid show about Invincible. No, I mean that too. I need to finish. The, Did you need to finish that? The Netflix show about like the kids with Eleven in it. Oh, Stranger, oh, Things? Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, that's on the. There's like those are like the big three. I don't think you'll care two. for Stranger Things. I might. I like it. I, I also like it a lot. From what I hear, it's neat. I don't. I don't know what I would not like about it. Do they have sex in every episode? Is that what? No, it's very sexless, but it's like Good. I'm I'm more on board now. I would say for a lot of it, it's like nostalgia for the eighties, am I right? Like that's a lot of the show. That was a lot of the cartoons I grew up with. I don't Oh no, maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. Uh I'll I'll give it a try. It'd be really funny. My bet's gonna happen. I'll watch a season of it and then never get around to watching the rest. Which probably better off that way, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, um, more Disney stuff that me and Jariah shared. We both uh, watched Encanto. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's not great. That's it. <laughs> it's good. Uh, its third act is real rushed. Yeah, that's my, like... And act two is elongated way more than it should be. Yeah. um, It's flawed. Yeah. It is similar to most uh, Disney cartoon movies that came out. Yeah, from like I I showed Jariah a a very a, a song I think that's very funny that kind of satirizes a lot of <laughs> children animated movies. Um, where it's like the exposition intro song yeah. and the third act <laughs> misunderstanding, but like I don't know, Disney has this formula that they're just like following to a T. They do. I the thing they that make I think... too much money. That is that yeah. is the issue. Well, yeah. they make too much money, and they also uh, spend too much money in all these movies that they're making. Yeah, like I, I think people are probably I, I don't know, maybe I don't know. I'm not really in like the animated scene online, but I feel like people would probably be calling Disney right now having like a renaissance. No for animated stuff. No. No. Okay. Just because like people it, just say it's good, and that's it. <laughs> okay, because it feels very um, Hercules, Pocahontas era Disney to me. Uh. I, that's like they are too if like that would because like i guess because it did reinvent disney i don't know that era is a weird one because if you actually look at the dates of the releases of some of that it's like way longer than you really it is expect yeah. it to be and i think it's a weird one yeah but like i would consider like moana frozen 2 and encanto to be in like the same era Maybe. not frozen 1 frozen know. 2 specifically I almost want it to be like a different split of Frozen to Moana because I feel like that kind of had a like interesting kind of bow around it. But at the same time, I'm not sure if I really think there's like an era going on. I think Disney's just like 
rolling with if it. If anything, I would say there's almost just a split at Frozen. Like, Maybe, <laughs> there's yeah. before Frozen and after Frozen yeah. in current modern Disney. There's even references to Frozen in the stage play for yeah. Lion King right now. Because, I don't know. But yeah, like, I don't know, Disney, like, even to that. And, like, the weird thing is, like, there's also Pixar, which I would argue is doing slightly more, like, creative stuff with what they have. For sure. But Disney's relegating them to only on Disney Plus right now. Yeah. Even Turning Red, which is something I did see a lot of people, like, really ready for in theaters. Nope. I I think it'll be okay. I I was not interested in watching it, actually. I was kind of disappointed by the trailer. I think the trailer, what I is gonna guess because this happens a lot the trailer is probably focusing primarily on the first act before like the actual uh thing happens yeah and the rest of the movie and like i feel like it's gonna be like the trailer's like the first 15 minutes and there's gonna be like an entire good movie and like because i i was gonna tell you i feel like what's gonna happen is i don't think i'd like the first hack act and i think the rest of the movie is gonna be pretty neat I don't know if I want to see it or not. I, I probably. I, it's going to be on Disney Plus, so I'll yeah. watch it. But that's one I would say, actually, like, I think they made a smart move because me, who likes to go to theaters, I was not going to go to the theater to watch that movie. It didn't interest me. Mm-hmm. I, I think the biggest one I think was a misstep, which timing wise makes sense. I feel like Soul is a very theater movie. Man, that movie's so fucking good. That is a really good movie. Soul is. Soul's the best Pixar movie that's come out in such a fucking long time. What's the what's the one you would put before it? Like uh probably I don't either Inside up or Wally. Did you you didn't enjoy Inside Out much? I did, but like it's not my favorite. That's fair. Like I think about, that Wally Up and Soul are on the what same. About Ratatouille. That's like A tier. But yeah. like I think S plus is like Wally Up and Soul. That's fair. I would have to look. Um I know you don't like Incredibles as well. I do No. There's a lot. I do need to rewatch though, because like that's a big thing. Yeah, and like my my tastes have changed over time. Like, if you asked me when I was younger, I would have told you like Aladdin's one of my favorite Disney movies, and I'm like Aladdin's kind of boring. Aladdin's Lilo and Stitch is where it's at. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I, I love Lilo and Stitch. That right now, if you <clears throat> ask me, I'd say that's probably my favorite. Maybe up there with Wreck It Ralph. I have a pretty uh polarized polarizing opinion on what my favorite Disney movie is. So. Marvel's the adventure. <laughs> no, it's it's still uh, Hunchback. Why people love Hunchback? Do a they? lot. Yeah, Hunchback yeah. is like revo- like regarded as one of the best Disney movies. Because like everything I always remember hearing about it online is like, man, this thing is just popcorn fluff, isn't it? Like that's whenever I was paying attention to the YouTube essay scene. Uh, no, I've never like. I guess like again, our essay scenes are probably like a five year gap at yeah least i everyone loves hunchback like hunchback is like this is the golden era of disney like this is part of the that's like the disney renaissance kind of i feel like the actual renaissance is closer to like cinderella and stuff which is a weird time but whatever Um, i feel like hunchback is like the most adult disney movie honestly yeah it deals with things like adultery uh racism prejudice yeah it's yeah, fucking cool. No, it's, that is that is arguably just a lukewarm take. Huh. Well, I'm lukewarm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't. Know. I Rick and Ralph's funny because like I go back and forth if I'm like, is Rick and Ralph really good or do I just like it because I like video games? Yeah, it's like a hard one to go back and forth on. I think Rick and Ralph actually has a very satisfying villain though. 
which is not a I can say a lot about Disney movies past like the golden like all those. I think my problem with Wreck-It Ralph is that I hadn't seen it since it came out and then I watched the second one. And so like, a lot of my opinions on Wreck-It Ralph is wrapped around in that second movie. I would say maybe rewatch the first one. Like I thought the second I, I still say the second one's like okay, but like the second one's way less video gaming. Yeah. The second one's internet. Like yeah. that's that's what it is. Yeah. Um I like watched Wreck-It Ralph quite a bit and like the more I think about it, like it does a lot of things really good, especially like it's not just, oh hey, here's the video games. It's like here's an actual story revolving around video games, like what how like the video game market like changed and like how that impacted the actual arcades. Yeah. And like there's stuff like that as well as um Whereas Record Ralph 2, its title is just a reference to Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like the more I think I told you I thought it was pretty good when it came out, but like the more I thought about it, it's just like all right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but like Record Ralph one I think works in a lot of ways. Has the stupid third act misunderstanding yep. that, uh, but all Disney movies do they have to, to. <sighs> but like Wreck-It Ralph one, I think is actually a really good movie. I'm going to rewatch it. I should probably. go back and watch that. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's do that together. Let's just go yeah. back and rewatch it. But like, okay. I definitely like the more I think about, I think that's like one of the best Disney villains in a long time. That's like the weird big headed guy, right? Uh, turbo. Like he was a twist villain. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, had yeah. a good establishment. You could have guessed he was a twist villain. That's a big issue with a lot of new twist villains in Disney. <laughs> um, he had a very interesting like design. He yeah, like, I remember his design. Remind me just, of Make a Mind. Yeah, that's also a really good movie. <laughs> I, would, I would say. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> this went longer than I expected considering we were just talking about Kato. Like. Kendo yeah. is all right. <laughs> I want Disney to do more, but they're not gonna because they make too much money. I want them to just try something really, really fucking out there. To be fair, like their cartoons are doing that. Like, uh, I need to fully watch it, but a lot of people have been gushing about Amphibia, which is like you would hate the first season probably because the first <laughs> season is like fun adventures in like a frog world, but like it starts to get into like what it would be like to actually be pulled from your world, like how hmm. that would impact you. And like, there's moments where the characters are like, really are like actually having discussion about like missing the people who they used to be with. And like, one of my favorite lines that I've seen is like, can you miss someone that you never really knew? Cause one parent, one kid had his parent die before they were born. Mm. So like, yeah. there's a lot of that, but like, you would have to get through the <laughs> fun, wacky antics, probably. Whole fucking thing, yeah. But I'll watch it. I'll let you know. Maybe I'll just be like, just start on season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and uh, the title of this should be, "Hey Disney, stop it." Yeah, <laughs> bad uh, Disney. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> I think you see it with a lot of like companies now, where like they get a little, they're getting too safe when they're making too much money. Yeah, I would argue Nintendo kind of is too. Yeah. Because like, Nintendo's very much the Dread, Disney. I mean, Dread is Dread. Like, I've been playing Dread, and that's definitely like very different. But like, I think that's where just a happenstance if that's when Dread got finished. And yeah, but like a lot of their games just feel safe. I don't know. Like sometimes it's I. It's probably mostly nostalgia, but I think the Wii era was very inventive with what it wanted to do, for better or for worse. Um, for worse being Zelda, for better being Punch Out. <laughs> <laughs> I think like 
Nintendo is weird in that kind of way because for a lot of people, Disney's like comfort food, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Nintendo is that in a lot of ways too because like I can go five, six, seven years without playing a Nintendo game, but like a big tentpole Mario or Zelda comes up, I'm like, well, fuck it, I gotta give him seven hundred dollars to play this then. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's just that thing of like this is just really comforting and like it it's very simplistic, but I can yeah. drop a bunch of time into it and have a B plus time with the entire thing from start to finish, and that's great. Yeah, Nintendo's always consistent. Yes, like if a game's bad, it's usually consistently bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, don't, I I talk a lot about like I hate Sticker Star. I think Sticker Star's really bad, but like it's it, bad from the get go. Yeah, like it's not. It doesn't like trick you. <laughs> you play like ten minutes of that game, and you know if you're gonna like it or not. And yeah. anyone, nah, I was gonna be rude and say anyone with a brain would say not, but like <laughs> if you like. If you have like the opinion you have about RPGs, but like have that as a positive opinion, where you just oh. like to like mash A and battles don't matter anything, huh. <laughs> then sticker start for you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to talk about a thing that I watched. Um, let me pull out this notepad. Yeah, that I have just here. reading some stuff. Sam says Ghibli movies are much more comfort movies. I feel like Ghibli movies will challenge you a lot more than Disney movies yeah, will. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Ghibli movies are, there's a lot more substance to them. Like, I I guess, like, it's a mixed bag, because, like, Ponyo is just, like, I would say is, like, a comfort movie, like a popcorn yeah, movie. Yeah, I hated Ponyo. I think it's, like, it's nothing, it's, like, beautiful to look at, but, like, there's not, like, anything it's like a to nothing. grab for you. Um, But, like, you, like, like uh, you showed me Spirited Away, yeah, and that beautiful movie film. is absolutely stunning has something to well, say as well like well i was yeah. gonna say like spirited away or um we need to watch, Monoke, yeah, we need or to grave of the fireflies of fireflies that like, needs we need to watch that this year grave of the fireflies is coming up very very soon it's yeah. tomorrow let's go <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i have that dvd i just needed to look up uh little fun facts about it yeah, yeah. that is that is very soon one way or another yeah okay. um maybe maybe that's another modern thing like i feel like modern ghibli is not as yeah, I mean, there hasn't been a Ghibli movie in a while, but like he's working on one now. He's always he's always out of retirement <laughs> he for something. To yeah. retire and just let his son take over. <laughs> um, also, we have High History in chat who says, "Howdy, first hey, yeah. time on your show, and I'm already hooked." Well, thank you. Yep, yeah. thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna cross a, like three things off my list really, really quick because I don't have a ton to say about them. Okay. Um, Lost City of Z, a movie that came out starring uh Charlie Hunnam. And strangely enough, Spider-Man. Um, I can't think of his name. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. I was gonna be like, oh man. Uh... He did this movie the same year he did uh, Civil War, which is when his Spider-Man was introduced, and he looks like a fucking baby in the Lost City of Z. <laughs> was he even like unveiled? Like he was just the costume in Civil War, wasn't he? No, you see his face a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he looks like a fucking baby in Lost City of Z. They give him a fake mustache. It looks awful. It's hilarious. <laughs> is it digitally added? Like you? No, no. It's okay. just it's a real mustache. Um, it was a fine movie. Like the acting was all good, but it's one of those weird things that are like based on a real story, and it's like jumps around in history a bunch. It has a lot of really affecting scenes, and then also a lot of like scenes that are like that's this is definitely a movie. It's not about Atlantis. No. Oh. No. Um, it's based on like a real thing and a real person. I didn't do a ton of reading about it because it wasn't terribly interesting i like charlie hunnam though he's charming um it was fine it's an older movie oh high history says charlie honk man you mean 
yeah yeah there's maybe four or five people that i would swing the other way sexually for <laughs> and i think he's maybe one of them yeah the other one is definitely eater Elba. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I, uh me and liz were watching not watching playing um it takes two which by yeah. the way super fun great game super super fun we have a lovely game to yet. play with people especially people who don't play video games yeah um we were playing that, and like every like animal character that came up was like, "Man, Idris Elba would fucking kill this role." Because <laughs> <laughs> he's knuckles or what? No, just because I like Idris Elba. I want to see him in everything. Um, well, luckily for you, Sonic Two is coming out this year. If yeah, I'm actually, I'm I'm kind of excited. about I want to watch that. Take me to that. I'm not gonna watch the first one, but just take me to that I one. Actually, I just want to see Knuckles. I actually like the first one. I know he did. I just want to <laughs> see Knuckles. Um, but yeah, that was fine. Um, Army of Thieves, which is a prequel to. Army of the Dead, which is a Zack Snyder zombie movie that takes place in Las Vegas. Isn't that one bad? I liked it. Oh. Like, it's dumb fun. I thought you said it was bad. Um, but the Army of Thieves is literally just like an Ocean's Eleven theft movie that takes place mm-hmm. in the same universe with one of the characters. We That's another movie we got. I gotta see. The Ocean series is two-thirds fun. Just Eleven. That's all I need. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Um, Wait, what's the other... <laughs> what's the other part of the two-thirds? <laughs> Oceans 12 was pretty bad. Oceans 13, pretty good. <laughs> okay, so we watched 11 and then I've heard 12. You could. Okay. I've heard mixed things about Oceans 8. Yeah, actually I have too. I've, I've heard it's, uh, I mean, well, it depends on what part of internet you go on to. If you yeah, go on Twitter, fair. it's all, everyone says it's the too woke. And if you go on Reddit, well, they, they no, also Reddit say the also same thing. Too... But then they like use a bunch of. But if you go on 4chan, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> If you just talk to a normal person, they say it's fine. Uh, I always <laughs> the internet is such like a terrible place to actually get like gauge opinions on stuff. Yeah, because everyone's so extreme. <laughs> Kai history says Ocean's Eight is great if you love shit movie and love to laugh at serious stuff. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, the other thing that I watched uh, as on Christmas Day, season ten of Letterkenny came out. Which is one of those things that like E is very confused why I like it because he thinks I it... didn't I, I just don't like like how it is written not yeah. written I I have said this I think maybe all the podcasts I feel like the dialogue is porn dialogue like just the delivery <laughs> of every line makes me think it's like a porno and like was that you said that was the first episode you showed me on or first episode of a random season first episode of a random season okay I don't. I didn't understand any of it, probably for that <laughs> Like, the the jokes are all very reference-heavy, and, it, like, everybody has, like, a new catchphrase every season, basically. Oh, boy, my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's a completely I don't think I would like show. it, but, like, I don't know. It's just, like, that part, like, and you were like, what are you talking about? And, like, it is, I like, still stand by that statement. It is a weird mixture of Clerks, Dragon Ball Z... And, I can't wait and for the South, arc where they kill Frieza and what? South Park. It is a weird mixture of those three shows. South so there's a character that's Krillin and Kenny wrapped in one, and he dies every single episode. Yes, but then they have to resurrect him. And there's a fucking Goku who never loses a fucking fight. Like it's, I'm not even kidding. Fights are like a huge uh, part of the show. It's South, so silly. South Park was always hit or miss for me, anyways. So I don't like. I think Letter Kenny would also be very hit or miss for you. I bet. I don't know. South Park is weird because like. It's more an era thing. Like, I can watch certain eras of South Park completely fine. But, like, 
I don't like like I don't particularly care for new South Park much. It's a lot I, of I like opinions. a lot of old South Park, like old old South Park, like before anyone thinks old South Park. <laughs> uh, I think it's like it's very weird to go back to South Park because it really depends on like what kind of mood you're in on which era of South Park. Mm-hmm. Like every four or five seasons, it's very different humor. Yeah. So, like the after the movie came out. They went like way into like, oh, we got to talk about Hitler every episode and say in every episode for like four seasons. Hmm. And then like after that, it was um, the imagination land. And so like every single one after that was like, we have to make something that's not funny or like make something that's like kind of reference heavy and part of a huge part of the plot. It's like there's very different eras of South Park. I don't know what like era was from. I remember watching an episode that was like satirizing the old like the 80s dance movies or like a gang of people like go like serve someone and i remember like they served rainy's dad and he was like hospitalized or not rainy's dad uh kyle's dad Randy. yeah and he was like hospitalized i think that was like 2012 2013 okay i i that one did make me laugh especially for the um (laughs) the solution where like butters like was traumatized because he killed someone last time he danced yeah yeah and the way it ends is butters dance and he loses his shoe and it kills the opponents yeah. and everyone's cheering on him while he's like screaming yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know like it's weird because like i i ought to just say i don't like south park for simplicity but like people probably think i don't like that stuff when i say i don't like south park when i don't know if i could really pin what i don't like about south park uh also I I did not look at the chat, but high history in chat, just three references to Letter Kenny. Of what yeah, that's what I kind of figured that they were. were yeah. Give your balls a tug. Fuck you, Shorzy. Yeah, that's great stuff. Um, yeah, that's mostly what I know about Letter Kenny is like those weird things are those like little parts that people put on the internet. Yeah, I just <laughs> there's an episode in season ten to where like a bunch of the guys have never had uh, a rectal exam. Um, mm-hmm. and so like the entire episode is them like in the hospital, like being little bitches about like getting tested and stuff like that. Cause there's a new doctor in town. And so, uh, the, one of the big characters is like a native American woman and she like tells them what a pap smear is and everything that goes into that. She's like, you guys are being little bitches. This is what we have to do every fucking year. Like, and you guys can't do this once. And that makes them like, like, oh, okay, you're right. We're being bitches. Uh, very funny. It's a, it's a weird show. It's a weird show. Anyway, um, that's it. And um, I just want to mention very quickly, because I don't want to spoil anything for Robbie. I did not like Witcher Season 2. Grr. Um, Dry doesn't like good things. You know this. Sam sold us many times. I really <laughs> like Witcher Season 1. Um, Witcher Season 2 feels like... Netflix gave them notes of like we need you to be our Game of Thrones. Um, Gosh, I have a question. Can I just like jump into this Witcher? If you go into season one, sure. Okay. Uh, you don't need a ton of knowledge. I think it gives you basically everything you need to know. You'll understand it better if you've read the books in season one. How much you'll understand it better? Like I'll understand Spider Verse better, or like I'll understand. Uh, this this is where I leave you. Better. <laughs> this is where I leave you. Okay. Um. There's stuff that they just don't explain. Okay. Yeah. In season one, that you're just kind of. I I never read the books, but I played the games. Um, or two and three at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's stuff about that. 
whole Witcher world that I understand that they don't really explain very well. From my understanding, from what Henry Cavill himself has said, season two does not follow the books at all. Hmm. And he was extremely disappointed about it because Henry Cavill is quite famously a giant nerd. Uh, he almost didn't get cast as Superman because he was playing WoW. He was doing a raid and he didn't want to leave his group. Um, That's a real gamer right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Forget bros ver- over hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Raids over my entire job career for the yeah, next yeah, few yeah. years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like he is super huge nerd. He's always, he fucking loves Witcher. He's read all the books. He plays mm. the games constantly. Um, he is. Ex- he was extremely disappointed that season two did not follow the books. And he's very very hopeful that season three does because uh, he was also disappointed in the story in season two. yeah that's something i was uh, kind of hopeful for about the show is that it was going to follow the books more no i would say that it also does not follow the games um the games don't follow the books i don't know how close the kind games of follow but there seems to very clearly be some notes from netflix or some sort of producer of like hey we need you to do this thing that makes it more like game of thrones um which if anybody has listened to this for more than 20 seconds i fucking hate game of thrones it's it's not a good show i don't know what people were high on for 10 years or whatever it's not a good show gonna ask about some stuff high history said so uh they said same in regards to not liking season two yeah uh they said don't you love how clean everyone is in season two (laughs) i'll assume that makes more sense to you yeah um even the video game dialogue is better yeah. Uh it said he almost walked off set after reading the script, I assume to Cavill? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Sam says, Don't know if I like the first season and have to care about the second, but I also wasn't very deep into the game and haven't touched the books. Um games game's fun. It's too much game, honestly, but it's fun. That's all that's and then there's me, game. like I absolutely loved all three of the games. Yeah. Um I think two was the perfect amount of Witcher for me. Like, it's the perfect amount of, like, semi-open world and, like, Witcher lore. And, like, I think 2 was perfect for me. Uh, 3 was very good also, but too much game. Too much. And then there's me. Like, I went out of my way to play, like, do all the side quests for the main game and then play the DLCs. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about my preferences. 2 to 10 hours is my ideal game. And oh, cool. I don't think a single Witcher hits that. You could no. beat the tutorial of two in that time. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the first chapter of the first game, which is arguably like the shortest game, is about eight hours long. Cool. Yeah. Like, that's I've never tutorial. played Witcher then. No, no, you're not. The only exception, which I was going to dislike, is RPGs for me. That's the only game I'll like put more than this 10 gameplay hours Gameplay is in. fire. A button. <laughs> I love the gameplay <laughs> in a lot of RPGs, okay? God damn. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I was I was really disappointed with Witcher 2. <laughs> Witcher season 2, I should say. Right. Ooh, high high history did give a good way to just write out the second season. Maybe say it's all the side quests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say anything that's happening with Geralt feels like a side quest. And then everything that's not happening with Geralt feels like cut scenes from a fan-made Lord of the Rings movie. I know like absolutely nothing about Witcher, and every time I hear more about Witcher, I understand less about it. Witcher's fucking weird, yeah. man. It's weird, and there's a lot to it. Yeah, there is. It's gonna say maybe I'll read the books, but I definitely am not gonna read. There's the books. nine books. It's <laughs> a lot. Even if there was one, I don't know. If I would. Um, yeah. Um, here's something I have. Some things to say about 
Uh, nobody else, I think, would even care about watching this, so I'm just going to say a couple words. Um, scenes from a Marriage. Uh, what is that? It's a Netflix movie or show? Um, it is a new adaptation of an uh, old movie. Uh, Herzog, I'm going to say? I don't know. Are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I should I should look this up because I uh, don't want to get his. Uh, I love Lucy. Nope. Flintstones. It's definitely not like those at all. Um, the Jetson. Just the one. Igmar Bergman. I was way off. Uh, Ingmar Bergman wrote the book uh, initially, and then there was a short series. I think it was the 70s or 80s. And then this HBO miniseries is another adaptation of it um have more original ideas (laughs) uh it's powerful um and just painful they make you want to get married it's very very much the opposite um can you get a divorce i yeah i i think honestly yes it would it would it would it would cause <laughs> conversations with people. In episode two, I was ten minutes. You in. can't say I think honestly yes after I say you're getting a divorce. Oh no, not <laughs> I thought you said it would make you want to get divorced. No, I said you're getting a divorce. Oh and no, it's like oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. No, um, no. Aw, maybe. Um, ten minutes into the second episode, Liz said I'm not going to watch this and went upstairs. Um, it's a lot. It's powerful. It is starring Oscar Isaac and um. Jessica Chastain. Chastain. I want to. I want to say that's correct. Let me double check that. Um, but it is five episodes. They're each an hour long, and it's two people talking for the most part. Like that's what the show is. Uh, yeah, Jessica Chastain. The other okay, and they fucking act their asses off. They fucking act so goddamn hard. Um, I episode three and four. It's only five episodes, but episode three and four. Um, there were multiple times when I literally looked away from the screen because, like, have you ever been in a situation where two people are arguing and it's just kind of weird and awkward and, like, you shouldn't get involved and so you, like, just kind of try and mind your own business? Uh, I'm not even kidding. When they're in episode three and four, there's times when I looked away from the screen because, like, I feel like I shouldn't be watching this. Like, I feel like I'm looking in on a life that I'm not a part of. You felt like you were watching a couple argue in Walmart? Yeah. Um okay. Like I told you to put the loaf of bread back, and you're like, <laughs> I wanted the white bread. You got the rye bread. Um, it is is painful and feels so extremely personal, and uh, it's I ca- I can't recommend it enough. It is incredible, but also uh, if 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 you're in a if you want to be sad, if you want to be sad, I guarantee if you have anything relationship wise going on at all or especially not going on um this will make you cry many times okay um so i definitely have not going on but like e, e kind of show no okay yeah <laughs> absolutely not e kind of show it is two people arguing about them and their relationship for five hours long mm. it sounds almost like an extended version of that movie that i told you that i almost wanted to show for anti-love but i had reserves about it um, i'm also blanking on the name of that movie now this I don't... is where i end no. Um, you know the future scenes of Blue Valentine when they're like in the hotel and like arguing and stuff? And sometimes sure. they're getting along and you kind of see like hints of like, oh, like th- this could have been a good marriage and sometimes yeah. they're not. It's five hours of those feeling scenes. Well, from how much you remember me liking Blue uh-huh. Valentine, yeah, 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 probably yeah. making a good call. Yeah. It, I, I loved it a lot. Um, 
I don't think I can ever mentally watch it again. <laughs> like, like honestly, it's a lot. So it seems like a me kind of movie then. Show, but the I, show, yeah. Robbie, I don't, I don't think you should watch that right now. <laughs> or maybe you should. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I it'll, should. Who knows? Maybe it'll feel good. I don't for you know. Right now. Like when I feel sad, I definitely want to consume sad media to feel better. Yeah, that's like, usually me. Well, there's that, but I tend to consume a lot of sad media to begin with, even whenever yeah. I'm in a good mood. Yeah, I mean, I'm like. I'm one of those people like I want to cry like this would do it. I have that desire in my life as weird as that sounds to a lot of people like I like nothing feels better than crying for me in a lot of ways. So I mean, I love sad stuff. So I like I said, I loved it, but I don't think I can watch it again. Like it's intense. It is really fucking intense. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's also like one of those things like I uh, I kind of want to get back into that game uh always sometimes monsters because it's mm. one of those games that like it, it's an rpg game rpg maker game so like you don't think much of it walking into it and then it gets into some really heavy scenes later on in the game yeah that's what i've had on my uh my wish list because it looked really cool it's really good um that's i actually crazy. had like a really weird RPG, idea for it right <laughs> <laughs> i had a really weird idea for a tabletop one time because of like a Something that just yeah. happens in the story of that game. Like a nice like wood finish and like, like some a nice garnish oak. on top. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Bay leaf. <laughs> Bay leaves? Bay leaves. What's the thing? What's that thing? Ballsy? Balesy? What's that spice you put on things? Bay leaf. Yeah. I mean bay leaf is a spice. What basil? Like- basil, that's the one. <laughs> that's the- <laughs> it's a garnish <laughs> you're saying it's a nice garnish to put on the table sure oh my gosh um well no because like um <laughs> sam said basil in the chat too <laughs> now she says i'm done <laughs> but no like uh it happens early on in the game so it's not like a huge spoiler to things that happen but it's a spoiler for like just like that one story section of the game is um there's a section where, for like, you go, uh, cause like you're you're a failed writer in the game, basically. Alan Wake. Oh, in the game, yeah, yeah, yeah just in the, in the game. game. Yeah, just the game. <laughs> um, but in it, like, uh, you're trying to like go from place to place, and like you have to get some money in order to do that. So like, you actually work for this news company for a little while, and like write some sto- write some articles for the newspaper, and you end up finding out that like one of the employees like uh, ended up getting fired and made like a huge scene walking out, and they ask you to go check up on him. And you go to his place and he has like these letters on the wall and asks you about humanity and like what you think of like these certain situations and like whether you think people are good or not. Hmm. And um, counting on your response to what he says, he'll either keep the paper up on the wall or he'll take it off. And the first time that I played that, two of the pieces of paper stayed on the wall and the rest came down. And like he calls you up later and he's like, hey, like I know you're trying to get to this other town. If you want, I'm going to be going over there. I can give you a ride there. He's like, okay, like, are you going to be fine? It's like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to be good. And then like, I stopped playing the game and then like, I picked it up the next day and I went, uh, I didn't save it. So I had to play that scene again. And that second time that I played it, he calls you up and he shoots himself in the head, like while he's on the phone with you. Oh, and it turns out that like, what you do is like, whenever you're talking about humanity and stuff like that, if you can convince him that there's still some good left in humanity, then he decides to keep on living. And if not, he kills himself. Did you intentionally kind of, choose different answers or did you no, 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 somehow here's, end up with different answers? So here's the thing. All right. I, I ended up with different answers because what it was, was the pieces of paper on the wall. Cause mm. like, so if he, or if he takes the paper off the wall, then you convince him that like, there's still some good left in the world. But if he keeps it up, he are, you convince him that it's not good at all. So like if all the papers, papers stay up, 
then he'll kill himself no matter what. If he if he takes all of them down, then he lives no matter what. But if there's some that are left on there, it's left up to chance whether or not that he'll actually live or not. Hmm. Huh. Neat premise. <clears throat> yeah, I love deciding if someone kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> like that game deals with some pretty fucking heavy subject matter. And I just took it off my wish list. Oh, <laughs> Weird. Um, it is a good game though. Like it, it's very story heavy. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out probably still. Yeah. yeah. Hi, history asked this a bit ago. Um, what did you think about Jupiter's Legacy live adaptation? I'm not sure. I know what it is. Or Jupiter's Legacy. Hmm. I can't say. Is that Jupiter Ascending? I don't know. I, I, yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe too, like I'm missing the context of it, which is possible. Um, apologies if I am. But uh, I uh, I've not heard of a uh, of Jupiter's Legacy. Okay, well, so I have no opinion. Just checking that, making sure we're not missing chat. Uh, the superpowered children of superheroes struggle to live up to the legendary feats of their parents. Came out May seventh of twenty twenty one. Apparently. Right. I I had never even heard of it. It was a Netflix show, so that's one yeah. of those ones that just went. Oh, I'm looking at pictures now. I remember seeing this advertised, and thought that it looked like um a live action version of that animated show. It says yeah, no, it's on Netflix. It's a common manga about heroes, but they honestly prefer the boys in that genre. So yeah, okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing this. I just didn't watch it. This is my first time hearing about it. But looking at like what it's supposed to be about kind of gives me like Invincible or the Boys vibe. It got canceled pretty hard, if memory serves. So I don't know, but it's Netflix, so it's just all right. this stuff is just based on how many people watch it, so or how many hours are watched actually. So if you just watch it over and over again, that boosts yeah their rating system, I guess. Mm. It kind of reminds me of like, uh, I guess whenever they first implemented that, they found out that there is somebody who watched the B movie like 366 times in a year. Yeah. Yeah. And they found out the re- like whenever they contacted him, like, are you OK? Like they just like, oh, yeah, my uh, it's like the one movie that gets my child to calm down. So I put it on in the background whenever I'm doing stuff. <laughs> I, mean, I like, like the idea of like someone who's like, are you good? Like, do you need a hug? Yeah. Like, why are you watching <laughs> just this one movie? movies than the B movie? <laughs> Have you tried I, watching Ed? <laughs> <laughs> no? I mean, I think it's right up there with um, I can't remember if it was Reddit or if it was um, or Four Chan. But I remember like it. reading up a thing of like somebody had listened to um, in the end by Lincoln Park like ten thousand times because like uh, iTunes keeps track of how many times you listen to a song. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that was actually written about me. It's or somebody demanded proof, and they brought it up. Like this is a couple years later, and so. Like in the span of four years, I think that person had listened to that song like 30,000 times. Fuck. And they're just like, why that song? It's a good song. But why? <laughs> <laughs> I just really like it, man. So it really to. speaks to me. Um, e, you had right. watched some things that I hadn't watched. Yeah. Hadn't watched. Um, I'll, I'll try to get kind of chronological order. I watched Claws over uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. which I wanted to watch that for like two years now. Yeah, it's so true. Got around to it. Um, a very good movie, a very good Christmas movie. I hope I kind of want to bring it to the podcast. I think it'd be fairly interesting. It would have to be coupled with something. I've heard but... it is surprisingly good. Yeah, I would say it's is surprisingly good. That is, I think. I mean, like expectations of oh, this is a Christmas movie, of course, on Netflix. Yeah, also, which uh, my experience has been 
no gonna... we have bad experiences with christmas movies on netflix <laughs> yeah not great um but yeah you know like i want to you know, maybe we'll do a christmas in july i don't know um <laughs> i just say that because we don't like have time to watch yeah christmas we don't really movies. have time for christmas stuff like usually. that's why i just say christmas in july, christmas in but, july. Um, yeah. yeah claus uh surprisingly pretty good uh i also watched season two of kid cosmic which I told you I I love season one because it was like what I wanted from. In fact, we were talking about how I wanted more from different stuff from superheroes. Kid Cosmic kind of is a lot. Of what yeah. I wanted. Um, a little weaker in some aspects from the first one, but like I think as a whole, I think it's a lot more enjoyable. Um, <laughs> one of the best parts about it is the main villain is basically what if Thanos was a man child. And it works okay. really well. Okay. <laughs> I think it's really funny. Um, it, Like, the second season is about collecting all of the rest of the Cosmic Stones of power, which, like, the first season there was the five, and now there's 13. Sure. Yeah. I, I know. Shows how much you remember what I watched. You right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, Sam recommends that we watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 on Christmas, which I am I all for that. I the first one. You don't. They show it to you. <laughs> Okay. You see it all in the second one. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kid Cosmic, I think, is really good. Uh, I fairly watched it right in time for the season three to come out. So next year, Ooh. I'll let you know how season three is. That was the thing. Kid Cosmic. By saying season three, you remind me of the big thing that I wanted to talk about. I'll talk about it in a little bit. Kid Cosmic season three. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, very good. Uh, it's it's Craig McCracken of Powerpuff Girls and Foster's Home fame. So like, with that in mind... But it's definitely more story driven, which I know would make Dry feel a little better. Like, yeah, that would. is like you're watching an arc, basically. Like, I would say each season is like watching a superhero movie so far. I um, almost asked if like, uh, didn't he also do Primal? But that was the other guy. No, that's Genny Tartakovsky. Yeah, I was going to say I the guy's whose name Primal. that I keep on messing up. <laughs> yeah. Genny Tartar Sauce. Uh, <laughs> Gandhi um, Tartar Sauce. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Kid Cosmic uh, season two. Very good. Uh. Lots of neat, fun stuff with it, and definitely recommend it to anyone who watches cartoons. Um, oh. High History says, All Hail the King Julian is a hilarious cartoon. I mean, that sounds like it's the spinoff of the Madagascar series. I think it was. I feel like it's the spinoff of the spinoff of the Madagascar <laughs> series, because King Julian already was a hefty part of the Penguins of Madagascar. Huh. <laughs> Oh, King Julian! <laughs> I've never seen Madagascar, so... Really? Uh, I haven't yeah. seen one. I watched a lot of the Penguins of Madagascar because it was Wait, Nickelodeon. Wait, I'm the only one who, here who's actually seen Madagascar? Probably. Yeah, probably. Weird. I mean, I guess it's not that weird. I'm the only one who's actually seen Gladiator or Braveheart either. Braveheart. <laughs> Braveheart. <laughs> okay, That's Sam said that she's seen it, but I'm saying like in the room right now. Um, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I guess my family just never wanted to watch it. <laughs> That's all I could say, really. Yeah, I, fair. It was, it was a weird period when it came out for me. Cause like, that was like 20. God, that was like, 10? Maybe? maybe earlier. I think it was earlier. It was in a period where I did not go to my way to watch things. I don't feel like you would have watched Madagascar, even if it was. Cause yeah. yeah, that was like a weird dark period for DreamWorks. Yeah, it was like post shrek successfulness yeah pre no they kind of never. that's really it yeah they never really recovered <laughs> they they did great with megamind and then and, they stumbled and then they made another shrek again yeah 
I don't know. I think Shrek <clears throat> 1 and 2 are good. Uh, Megamind, I think, is a very... like I would say Megamind's probably my favorite DreamWorks movie. I think it's a very clever and funny thing. And I hear that a lot. did a lot of stuff that ultimately other things did better but like it was a really interesting take on the superhero genre yeah have you have you not seen megamind i have okay i just i have kind of no opinion of it okay um yeah uh yeah but yeah madagascar no uh no not huh. have not again i watched the shit out of the penguins of madagascar which was the nickelodeon spinoff right um i imagine I mean, to be fair, i've only that. seen <laughs> it's okay yeah. It's a CGI movie from DreamWorks. I, I was going to say, like, would you have recommended us to watch Madagascar? No, I just thought it was weird that I'm the only one who's seen <laughs> okay. that. I, I, I thought it was going to be like a thing where Robbie's like, I know what I'm bringing. Yeah. No, like, Episode that was basically 100. what I, I I literally went out of my way to go buy uh, Braveheart and Gladiator on Blu-ray because I want to bring them to the podcast since you guys haven't seen either of them. Because I feel like those are very pivotal movies of the okay. 90s and early 2000s. Gladiator is not 300, right? No. No. It is okay. far better than 300, if you ask me. Wow. Um, but we have to watch 300 first, because that comes first chronologically. I mean, if you <laughs> want to watch that movie, I guess? <laughs> I was just curious how Wright would react if he said such an <laughs> absurd statement. Um, I, I have shockingly not seen Braveheart, but isn't it like three and a half hours? No, it's uh, two and a half. Okay, that's fine. All right. So is um, uh, Gladiator. Uh, next on my stuff I watched was uh, Hilda, a Netflix cartoon. Probably my favorite Netflix cartoon, I'd say. What about Klaus? Like, show. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they came out with their movie, uh, which I it was very good. Uh, fans of Hilda would very much enjoy. Non-fans of Hilda, I don't think would get much out of it. But I've never even heard of it. Um. Hilda Hilda's a very fun like it has like the vibes of Gravity Falls I would say but like more fantastical okay whereas Gravity Falls I would say would be more like cryptids okay so okay yeah a very good show I don't know it's like a 50-50 of I think you would like it honestly it, there is like a plot that goes on through a lot of it so okay. it's not just like is it funny uh it's british Ooh. So take with that what you will. <laughs> it's uh, either it's going to go one way or the other, but oh, heavily. Yeah, yeah, I don't like I think it's like has some dry wit to it a lot of times. But like, I don't know. I don't remember like laughing a lot, but like, I think it's just a lot of the vibes are really good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's like a fan. It's like a fantasy. Both me and my brother uh, D, who has been on the main podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both love that show. Um, yeah, the movie was very good. Uh, not a whole lot to say about it other than like, I've, I think it might be the end of the show because oh. like, it feels like an ending. Huh? So I don't but, know for sure, but like, it feels like one. Did they announce that it was, or I don't remember, but it's like, I think they had two or three seasons in this movie. And I feel like that's usually when Netflix can something three seasons is usually because yeah. that from their statistics, they've seen that's when people stop watching or yeah. stop or stop subscribing to watch the shows after a third season. Yeah. Capitalism kills creativity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Despite what CEOs say. That's actually why it's so shocking that we're getting a four season of stranger things. Stranger things. I think it's because of how well it does though, too. Cause like, yeah. I, in a weird, I don't want to say like, that's what, that's a show that made Netflix a household name, but like, I think that kind of showed them that they could, make their own original tv shows was stranger things yeah i 
I uh, I got real bitter about at Netflix for a while uh, and actually made me cancel my Netflix for like a year and a half was when they canceled Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. I absolutely adored that show and they canceled it. I was like, fuck you, Netflix. <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, I watched one episode of that show with you guys and I thought it was pretty great with the one episode that I saw. It is so fucking fun. Yeah. I'm I'm one of those people. I watch a show a year. Yeah. Sometimes I've... it's often anime. <laughs> also, I should say, I guess Shannon Lynn's going to bed. So night, Shannon. Oh, yeah. Would... Good night. Thanks for listening. And also High History was saying that he they think that uh, Tales of Arcadia is our favorite Netflix cartoon or Seven Deadly Sins, which honestly, I've only seen the first um, season of Seven Deadly Sins. I, have I did love it, though. I heard the, the post seasons aren't as strong. I like Seven Deadly Sins, but sometimes a little bit too anime for me. <laughs> that says a lot. Yeah, uh, it, it's one of those anime like as like a big booby character, okay. and like sometimes it's just here's a bunch of fan service. The rest of it's pretty cool. It it's, yeah. it's shown in, so like no, oh, yeah, it so is I very shown. You wouldn't care for it. For it. Yeah. I um, liked it. The other one is a League show, right? Based off. Oh of uh, yeah, it's based off Arc- League's Legend. Arc- League of Legends. That's Arcane, but did they say Arcane? Yeah, they said. Um, no, they said Wizard of Arcadia. That's not. Is that not the Arcane? One? No, it's a Tales of Arcadia. That's... Which is the League of Legends one? No, I'm. Isn't it? No, the League of Legends is Ar- Arcane. I'm fairly certain. Let me just double check. Yeah, I'm. I do want Netflix to watch now the League one soon, which is funny because I don't like the game, but like I've heard that it's just a good show. Yeah, that's why I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, it's just called Arcane. Oh. Yeah, I guess so that, that other one's uh, the Troll Hunter series. Sam says, uh, read her comment too. So uh, she said, high okay. quality British wit. She okay. probably said something else. <laughs> have, you, <laughs> have you guys watched What Do We Do in the Shadows? Yes. No. I have not, but I would love to. Uh, the movie's great. I am in the middle of the newest season. It's over at this point. I'm in the middle of that, though. And it is just super fun, dry humor. Yeah. About vampires. All right. Anyways, the last thing I wanted to watch, which is probably the most substance I'm gonna say have <laughs> for the things I watch, which is gonna be not that ton. Uh, me and my brother watched an anime movie yesterday Ooh. called Bell. It's made by the guy who makes Summer Wars. You can tell that immediately because it starts off as like in an alternate universe, in an alternate reality, you you can become an avatar. And, and oh. we watched that. And we're like. Is this just Summer Wars? <laughs> um, the answer is yes. Okay. It's kind of just Summer Wars. Okay. Except what if also Beauty and the Beast? Which is why the character's named Belle. And we figured that out and we were like, this is stupid. Oh, oh no. Um, so like it's like, oh, here's like the the anime girl and her mother died and she's sad, but she gets in the she becomes an alternate reality pop singer because she has a good voice but she can't sing in real life because she pukes if she does everybody has that of course. yeah um so she's like she sung and then her friend got her big old famous and she's gonna like do a, a do a um concert for like a million people but actually okay. forget that because okay. bam yeah, a big old guy busts in the concert and we're Summer Wars again. And, like, uh, guys are, like, chasing him down, trying to beat him up. But the big guy, like, uses hacking skills or something to to, to cheat or something. Yeah, obviously. 
Um, and she's like, "Who's that?" And they're like, "That's the the dragon, the beast." Rawr. Rawr, rawr, rawr. And like he's bad because he's bad. And the other, then the guys chasing him is like, "We're here for justice," and they have a bunch of sponsors behind them. <laughs> it's the funniest thing, but like, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, who could that be?" And then like it's her high school stuff again, and like her her old uh, childhood friends like there, and he's like, "Oh man, what what are we good? What's up?" He's Yo. like, oh, I'm secretly a candle. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I I can't because I have anxiety." And runs away, uh, and then it goes back, and her and her friend are like trying to deduce who the beast is. I don't know why. I'm gonna say we watched it I very don't know loosely based off Beauty and the Beast, no. isn't it? No, 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 no. No, because it seems very loosely based. Like they do a bunch of sleuthing for no reason. Then uh, she goes back in, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta find the castle. That's where the beast is at. The castle." So she goes to the castle, and there's a bunch of like little wisp guys, and they're like. Oh, we'll take you to the beast. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it. And like one's like, here's my rose garden. This is where I grow the secret roses. And then she's like, in, she goes in the castle. And the beast does like. Then it just becomes Beauty and the Beast. Like actually, oh, like it's just the Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> um, and we were like, what is happening? <laughs> so it starts off as some anime bullshit, and then just becomes Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, but then it goes back to anime bullshit. So it's anime bullshit. And then it's Disney bullshit. Yeah. And then back to anime bullshit. Yeah. And then it's like, oh man, oh, I wonder who the beast is. No, we can't, we can't unmask the beast because that's bad. <laughs> because <laughs> Phantom the, of the Opera reasons. Yeah. And they're like, uh, okay. And then like the Justice guys are like, we're gonna unmask the beast. And she's like, you can't do that. Like we're gonna unmask you then. And then the beast saves her. And it's like, no, go away. I'm the beast. Rah rah rah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh so you know you're like oh man i wonder who the beast is because it be the childhood friend that's secretly in love with her no actually it, it just isn't even though that's what you would think because of how the story is i'm really enjoying the drunk history synopsis you're giving of this <laughs> anime to like, us and then like she's like oh no what wait i remember i sung a song to to the beast and like someone called her singing that song and like oh it's some kids it's just like some 10 year old kid oh no he's getting abused his his father's abusing him <laughs> and the, they try answering the call the the older brother's like oh what are you gonna do about it everyone says they want to help but no one actually wants to help she's like no i'm i'm the i'm the singer that song to you and he's like yeah right so then she does another concert and like she unmasked herself to show that it was her i guess when do they digimon fight I'm getting to it. And which one's the candle? <laughs> the, the angel's the candle. <laughs> and then it's like, oh man, she's unmasked. How she's going to sing now that we know what she looks like, but she sings. I don't know why. It doesn't do anything. Anyways, uh, because they know that she's actually the singer, they give, they're like, okay, we'll help you out. But oh no, the dad found out. So he broke the camera. But they, they saw a picture of, of, of two towers in the window. And using that, they deduce where in Japan the kids are. So the, oh, the 14 different towers. Okay, no, yeah, yeah we're in Japan. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, no, we're good. So this like fourteen-year-old girl travels all the way across Japan, and then finds the abused kids. And like, Who wouldn't? we knew, we knew we you would find us. 
And the father comes out. He's like, what are you doing? You're trying to break up a family? And then she's like, hugging the kids to protect it. The father's like, oh, yeah, bacha. And he scratches her face. He's like, I'm going to punch you. And then she stands up. He's like, and he runs away (laughs) to a 14-year-old girl who stood up, I guess. And the kids are like, now that that you taught us how to stand up for ourselves, we'll be okay. And she just leaves. And the kids never, like, get to go away. What? So they apparently still live with the abusive father. And then <laughs> she goes back and like the, the childhood friend's like, man, now I don't have to protect you anymore because you can protect yourself. Now we can be friends. And she's like, oh my gosh. Oh, uh, how are you? And then the movie ends. Weird. It is the so, biggest so... mess of a movie I've ever seen in Lyle. So you liked it? No, <laughs> I think I would say it's enjoyable, but it's not a very good movie. Like, there's so much happening. I genuinely skipped over plot points to give that brief synopsis. That synopsis uh, really reminded me of that TV show, Drunk History. Summer Wars is better. Yes, I would say Summer Wars is better. I think that. That movie has like a C minus story and like in A plus visuals. <laughs> okay. okay. They they definitely improved the the 3D graphics since Summer Wars. Oh good. That's good. <laughs> yes, you would hope. Yeah. We yeah, that was such a mess. Um it was it was in a very packed theater. I think there was like three families, including me and my brother. So <laughs> Oh, you went uh, to a theater? Yeah. Oh it was empty. You paid money to watch it. Yeah, eight dollars. Oh, I thought you just like no were on that was, the internet. That's on theater. Like uh, that was a a theater movie we wanted to watch because he sent me is like, oh, you want to see this? And I was like, yeah, sure. It's made by the guy who makes Summer Wars. That sounds like it would be enjoyable. Huh? It's a huge mess. There's like five plot points. Never do I feel like I understand why the characters are doing anything. It is a mess. I might bring it to the podcast. <laughs> Okay, well, you know what? Bringing up theaters and paying money to see a thing. You watch the Emoji Movie too. Are they? Oh no, are they doing another? No. Oh, thank God. Not uh, that I know of. I uh, I also went and saw a movie with Dion uh, two days ago. Is this um, what season three reminded you of? No, I <laughs> I do have to make sure to talk about that because um, I was fucking impressed. Um, yeah, I I can't wait to see what you thought, Kids Cosmic season three. <laughs> um. So, me, yeah. D, Liz, went to the theater, obviously, Thursday night, first showing available. We went and saw Scream 2022, or Scream 5, or 5 Cream, yeah. whatever you want to call it. 5 Cream sounds good. Yeah, yeah, 5 Cream. Everybody's seen that video. You see the pictures of it all online. It's all the guys in the background and the one girl in the middle. <laughs> no, um, no, that's like, uh, that's the Ninja Turtles pizza time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't look that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very terrible video. Yeah. Um... Scream 5. I fucking loved it. Neat. Um, I would say that it is at least on the level of Scream 2, and it is better than Scream 3 and 4. Hmm. Um, That's not a high bar. It's better than 3 and 4? Anything. I thought is, you didn't like... Yeah, I like, fucking hate 3. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, like, that's I like a, 4, though. 4 is fine. Um, I, if, any, uh, if anybody has heard me talk about Scream on here... Um, I think Scream 2 is the best Scream. That's fair. Um, I think that this is on par with Scream 2. Okay. 
Um, it does just a lot of really great things. It is directed by the guys who did Ready or Not, which was a movie about. Uh, that's the one with the Iron Giant and like all the virtual reality world and the. That's Ready Player. <laughs> that's Ready Player One. That's a different movie. Um, Ready or Not is one about playing hide and go seek, and it's very weird and irreverent and serious. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that um, the one where that woman gets married to the rich family? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's. Oh, I really want to see that movie. It's an incredible movie. I should bring it to the podcast actually because neither of you have seen it. Um. It's so fucking good. Anyway, those guys directed Scream 5. Uh, the five Cream. Five Cream, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was very happy when I had heard that they are, they were picked for the project a couple years ago because, like, perfect. Like, just from the tone of what Ready or Not was, I can only imagine how great it's going to be. And I was very, very happy to find out that, yeah, they fucking understand Scream. Um, they fucking got it. And it's great. It is so fucking good. Um, and it takes risks and goes, goes gruesome again, honestly. Like it, it's not like the friendly, like, oh, well, it's a kill, but it's with a knife. So will, like, it's fucking kind of gross in a couple parts with the kills. Um, they, it's like Mortal Kombat, uh, scream pulls a beehive off of a tree, shoves it down the throat. <laughs> not quite that, but like, it's, it's gruesome. Like it's very, very gory. Uh, more than I could handle. I think you do. I think you do. I was going to say, does it kind of fall in the realm of like Curse of Chucky, how it's better than it really deserves to be? No, I wouldn't say that. I think it, <clears throat> it feels like it belongs. Okay. Because um, I remember you saying that about Curse of Chucky, that it was way better than it or it deserved to be. And then I watched it and I completely agreed with you. Yeah. But no, like I I'm very, very happy with this movie. I cannot wait to buy it. Um, I want to watch it again immediately. I have a question. I sure. like the Scream 1 and 2 for the satirizing of the tropes that yes. the genre brings is scream five have that for absolutely cool yes do you think i'd appreciate it more now than when you first showed me scream and i literally had never seen any slasher or horror movie absolutely okay yes i was wondering i kind of want to rewatch the scream one and two now that i have more of a though to be fair i haven't seen good slashers i know it's subjective <laughs> but like right. i've but only like... seen the first of three slasher movies yeah i would and i would argue none of which are good um i think the thing that it also does is because it is very meta and self-referential it starts talking about like it very much references scream one in a lot of ways and like mocks the meta of the meta and it's just mm. not too much though like it not too much like, i don't think it's too much it's not just like a hey, hey, no you know that we're a satire or whole boy no no okay. i i think it, it does it perfectly honestly i think it really rides that line and add stakes back to Scream. Okay. Um, it It's one that feels like nobody's safe again. Uh, it's really good. It's really, really good, actually. Uh, I mean, if I ever watch it, it would answer. I don't even remember who's alive in Scream anymore. Um, the main characters you have, uh, Dewey and Huey, Sydney, Louis, Sydney, and... Huey, Dewey, and Louie, Uncle Scrooge. Uh, uh, I can't think of the reporter's name right now. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox, yeah. Um, Courtney thought, Cox's character. Did, I thought one actually died? Am I... No, they all lived. No, like in real life? No. Oh, okay. Um, Courtney Cox and David Arquette got divorced in real life. Oh. Yeah. Does that play part in this movie again? Like they always did? Absolutely. Nice. It absolutely does. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good. I, I loved it a lot. Um, I would actually love to take you to go and see it. Um, too too late. You should have asked me on Thursdays. Too late now. 
Um, I was working, but <laughs> uh, another thing that I'm going to just rant on real quick is uh, Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, Matrix Revolutions. Um, whereas I think I I don't I don't, I don't think I care about spoiling this or not. Okay. Um, it's not a good movie. Like as a movie, as an enjoyable piece of like this is as an action movie. It's not good as comedy. It is not good. Um. Sam, we're not falling behind on comments. I'm reading them. Thank you very much. I just haven't said any of them. <laughs> yeah, he's perfectly in line with them. He's just not talking about them. Okay. She said she wants us to watch Behind the Mask, Rise of Leanne Verney. Leslie Vernon. Leslie Vernon. Um, that would be great, actually. That's a really good one. Um, I will only do it if it's referring to uh, The Mask, as in that movie and or comic. No. Well, I guess I don't get to listen to it. It is it, it uh mocks Friday the thirteenth and Halloween very openly. Uh it's great. It's great. That's one of the Huh? The podcast? No, the Wait. The behind the mask the movie podcast. We should watch referring the... to our podcast, not this is a podcast that we should be watching. Okay. Yes. Yeah, she's saying watch it on the podcast. Yeah, we should watch it for the podcast. And I actually agree. Sam says it's Scream's already a satire of slasher movies. Is it like how how deep are we going? Is it like scary movie now, or we're satirizing the satire? Are you talking about Scream Five? Five Cream? No, I thought the Behind the Mask, Rise of Vernon. Right, that one mocks very openly of like the Halloween tropes and like the Friday Thirteenth tropes and like the teens, and it it kind of it kind of does the same ground as Scream, but it doesn't in a different way. Uh, okay. Does it through like a documentary, quote unquote, style? So it's not actually a documentary. No. Okay. No, it's not. You, I was at like a two in my interest. I'm at like a four now. Yeah, it's very. Which good. says it's in the same vein as Cabin in the Woods. It makes me want to watch it more. Mm. It is. Yeah, it is a very good movie. Yeah. Um, definitely uh, top tier horror movie. Dry showed me absolutely, which is absolutely top tier. I <laughs> Dry showed me a lot of satires on horror movies before I watched any <laughs> horror movies. Yeah. Um. Well, what the problem was, he showed you a bunch of satire and horror movies. And you're like, so this is horror movies? And he's like, wait, you haven't seen any horror movies yet? Kind of. Um, <laughs> Dry really overestimated what I had watched before yeah. we watched anything. Um, but Leslie Vernon is one of those ones that our old video shack in our, our town. Blockbuster. Um, it was just one of those old movies that was like in the five for five, whatever. Um, and we just got it because we're like, fuck it. It couldn't be that bad, five right? Five for five meal at Wendy's. Yep, yep. And it turned out to be fucking incredible. And now it has a huge cult following. It's a huge fucking movie. Uh, it's very good. Very, very good. Very funny. Yeah. The video store we had back in our old, the old town we grew up in just had some weird, like, hidden gems in there. It did. You guys are they also had a lot of garbage in there, but they had a lot of good hidden yeah, gems. Yeah, the only thing I remember at my blockbuster was Thumb Wars. We didn't have Thumb Wars at ours. Nope. It's not worth it. It's not a good movie. It's not. <laughs> anyway. Um... Uh, High History <clears throat> says, much love, guys. Gotta bounce. Hey, gave you have you a good a one. And... Give you a file. Gave you a follow. We'll tune in again. Hey, we, yeah. well, we thank you. Appreciate we appreciate it. it. Yeah, we appreciate anyone chatting. Um, yeah. Even if it's Sam and I forget to read her comments out loud. <laughs> and she wants to fight us because we're not reading her comments. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks, Hi History. Have a good yeah. night. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for all of them. Yeah, thank you for the... In- thank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Matrix Resurrections. To where... Uh, here's something that might be controversial. Uh, when... Ever the Wachowski siblings made Matrix 1, 2, and 3, I think that they inadvertently fell into the narrative about it being about uh, 
a transgender story. Um, I think that that's just something that they subconsciously did, subconsciously maybe. made. I don't think that they were purposely trying to make that. Um, they had not transitioned at the time of making those. Um, I don't think that they had purposely made that narrative. I think it's something that and that narrative ended up coming out and making sense later on, and they subconsciously accidentally wrote that. Uh, I guess that's one of the weird things of like if it's subconscious, it arguably still is about that narrative. Yeah, it totally could like, be, but I I don't I don't think it was very purposeful. Because I, I I think that's something that was like on their mind of like what identity means and stuff like that, but I don't think they quite knew how guess, they were. Dealing I'm not with like it. fully understanding of that because i've only seen matrix one and that's i think that's just the planting of the ideas yeah so and everyone told me i shouldn't watch any other matrixes they're not very good yeah maybe i'll play the game who knows which one (laughs) the one for the xbox 360 there isn't one well, that settles that then. I don't have to play any. <laughs> um, there is, we'll get into the MMO. How about that? There's GameCube and PS2 ones, Enter the Matrix and The Path of Neo. Mm, the one without Neo in it. <laughs> Enter the Matrix? It's not yeah. good. All right. It's well, bad. There we go. But also has some pretty important plot anyway, lines. Anyway, sorry for moments. interrupting you. Yeah. About that, um, um, yeah. Where I think those are like subconscious and like they happen to be in there because that's things that they were struggling with themselves on how to cope or deal with um, of them not quite understanding how they were feeling about things um, before they transitioned. Matrix Resurrections is openly saying, fuck the Matrix, uh, fuck the corporations, and very openly saying, like, this is what this is. Which is fine. Like, that's that's completely fine. But, whereas the original Matrix movie had cool action scenes and some good cinematography and other characters and, like, other symbolism going on as well, this doesn't have anything good. Um, I think the best parts of the movie are the first 25 minutes where it is basically saying very meta things. It's extremely meta throughout the whole thing. Um, but saying like, man, fuck WB. Pretty directly, actually. They name drop WB, which is the parent company for who made the movie. Yeah. Um, I think that's all very fun, very funny. Um. All of the action scenes feel like they were choreographed by a two-year-old and recorded by a six-year-old. Um, I think the actual filmmaking parts of this film are done very, very poorly. And for how much this movie cost, it looks extremely cheap. Um, I just think as a movie product, it is bad. Other than that, I think the uh, transgender narrative successfully does what it's going for. Okay. Um, I think it's very purposeful in this, and I think it's very on the nose about what it's trying to say about it. And I think it does that part very well. And I completely understand why people are very supportive of that. But I think people also need to be honest in saying, like, this is not a good movie, but this is a good transgender narrative. And I think it can be both of those things. Let's just all play Celeste instead. How about that? Uh, well, I've been playing Celeste, actually. Oh, really? I have. Neat. Um, I, it was on sale, so I I got it. You owned it already. No, it was on Game Pass. Oh my yeah. bad. I forgot you don't actually own anything on Game Pass. Mm-mm. Um, I bought I bought it on PS Five, so I've, I've been playing that. Um, Chapter Six. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's hard, but I have actively not been going for all the strawberries like I was before. Because like I actually don't care that much. Okay. So I just I've been playing it for the levels and the story, and the story seems fine. 
It's better than the Matrix. <laughs> it's all it's all similar to the matrix it was not originally written explicitly about transgenderness but the creator realized that it was about that all along yeah um so neat yeah uh matrix 4 matrix resurrection is also extremely 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 fucking corny as well as having bad choreography and just it's not a good movie. One second. Yeah. Sorry. Tristan. Also, yeah, Kristen Seven was asking, are we talking about horror or LGBT? We were talking about horror, and then we transitioned on to Matrix Resurrection, and now we're talking about the LGBT and the transgender narrative of our Matrix Resurrection. And I brought up Celeste because I think Celeste is a really vi- good video game. It's neat. It is very pretty pixel art. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Matrix Resurrections is a really good transgender narrative and on what it means coping with coping with and accepting uh, your true self. Um, that is trying to get you to uh, ingest this narrative with really, really, really shitty fight scenes and gunplay and very purposely um, and very openly shoving nostalgia down your throat about the Matrix and oh, basically mocking the original fans who didn't um, pick up on the transgender narrative, which is very weird and funny and almost puts those in like a different light as well, um, which I think Lena Wachowski very purposeful about. I mean, like, that's one of the things me being online a lot where like someone will bring it up and then like 17 nerds will tell you that that's not true at all. So right. to Celeste. Yeah. So. Um, it's hard to say. Again, I've seen Matrix 1, and I think that's a good movie and don't have much else to say about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing also that I think is the thing about Matrix Resurrection, Matrix Resurrections is it's like they're like, oh, they want more Matrix? What if we give them more of Matrix 3, mm. which is the worst Matrix? I thought you said the game was the worst Matrix. Enter the Matrix is bad, but it's not the worst Matrix. Really? Yeah. Um, Matrix Revolutions, me- Revelations, Revolu- uh, Revolutions is the third one. Three, Matrix Three, <laughs> Matrix um, Re- Three is just bad on all fronts. It's bad acting. Uh, there's like one fight scene, and it's bad. Uh, the gunplay is kind of cool. If you love anime, oh boy, if you fucking love mechs and anime, three might be for you. I do love Mexican anime, but I feel like the Matrix stuff would bog it down to me. <laughs> it also goes nine thousand percent Jesusy. Mm. Uh, Matrix Neo's Jesus. Yeah, and a very much you're the one. That's kind of kind of thing. That's kind of what the first one was about. Yeah, they just they don't even tie it at all. It's literally just like, hey, Neo, you're Jesus. Resurrections also does some of that as well, but it's more like I said, it changes the narrative to be more about the transgender things and more about the religious thing okay um, so like you like what it's like the the cornerstones or the stepping stones of it but need something to execute it in a different light yeah like it just feels like and like i said for how much i know this movie costs because i've seen the budget this movie should at the very least look better it shouldn't look like a youtube video uh and that's what it looks like it looks like a youtube video with a filter on it on a bad green screen mm. It's it's not it's not good production. 
which is unfortunate because the matrix one, two, and three at the very least had that going for it. And this doesn't even have that. Um, yeah, that's about all I want to say about that one. Okay. Because we don't have too much time left. Well, I'll just echo my thing again and say, let's just all play Celeste. Okay. Um, okay. It's on my backlog. Yeah. We'll, we'll start the we'll start the, the last ones in TwitchCast, <laughs> uh, where Ravi will play through Celeste. Okay. And drive yeah. like, yeah, it's all right. Except we have like, to. I love the story He has so to much. get all the B-sides, the shadows. <laughs> Listen, I'll do that for <laughs> Like, if I'm like. But also, there's no reason to, like, no. realistically speaking, unless you just really wanted to. Even the game is like, it, yeah, yeah, you can do this if you want, but, like, it, it doesn't do anything. Like, there's literally a part in the game where, like, the character's like, what is even happening? And then the other character's like, this isn't canon, don't worry. Yeah, like, it's it's funny. But um, the, the other thing I, I just want to mention uh, that I started watching last night, it had a three-episode premiere, Peacemaker, uh, a character that was shown off in the newest Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Very um... funny. If I remember correctly, someone was going crazy in the Discord because it it might hint at a character, uh, Batmite. It does talk about Batmite. It directly talks about Batmite. Okay. Um. I mean, I like Batmite. He's like a weird character in context of everything, but I think he's like an interesting idea that I hope they go with if they do. Uh, they're not going to go with it. Ooh. The conversation in this show is literally like. Yeah, or you could be like Batmite. Batmite, what's that? It's a bunch of uh, mites that praise Batman and want to be just like him. You're like, that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Ooh, they should do more. That's that's what it was. For, that's what it was for Batmite. Um, it's a very funny show. It's comedy over everything else. Um, John I, Cena fucking killing it. Honestly, he's in the series. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's, it's you don't need to see Suicide Squad to get it. Uh, what's going on in it? It'll give you way more context. Uh, and I think Suicide Squad is a very good, new very one funny only. movie. Huh? The new one? The new one, not the first one. Uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, I should yeah. be very specific on. Good movie. Very good movie. Very funny. Uh, very action-y when it needs to be as well. It's really good. Really fun. Um, the three-episode premiere that came out, well, I thought was very funny, and I look forward to watching the rest of it. Um, Pig. I watched Nicolas Cage's movie Pig. Oh, I was going to ask you if it's like a a reimagining of babe or something <laughs> no or it Scarlet's is a web. um it's like if nicholas cage learned to act again um and the director was like really really took this very silly idea very seriously and took it very down to earth it is about how nicholas cage lives in the middle of nowhere and he has a truffle hunting pig mm-hmm. and the truffle hunting pig gets kidnapped mm-hmm and he goes on a mission to get his truffle hunting pig back. Now that sounds like Take an action it. movie plot. It, it sounds, sounds like, like Taken with a Pig and Nicolas Cage. There's not an action scene in this movie. Uh, it's all dialogue. Taken too. <laughs> um, it's all dialogue, and it's all very, very serious, very down to earth. It's a very silly concept. It basically mocks high-end cuisine like restaurants mm-hmm. and like what it takes to get those things running and how much of a shit show and how fake those actually are and how much they don't matter um all ra- also about like what it means to grieve the loss of a loved one but if that loved one was a pig okay um the last shot of the movie is actually kind of heartbreaking and haunting and it's about a fucking pig so so it's a better version of lamb 
everything is a better version of lamb. <laughs> lamb suck dick. That always sucks ass, man. Um, One day you'll get over it. Nope. <laughs> nope. He's going to carry that kind of like how I carry um, Human Centipede 3 being the worst movie ever made. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Pig was actually very good. Something that I that came out this week is the director of Pig is going to be making a movie in the Quiet Place universe. Hmm. So I don't know what that is going to be, but that sounds interesting enough. Um, last thing I want to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did Snowpiercer, Bong Joon Ho Snowpiercer. Yeah, we mentioned in in passing a few times while we were on that episode about the show. Yeah. Starring David Diggs. I was like, I thought I should watch it. And then I decided not to. Season two came out on HBO Max. And I was like, you know what, Liz? We should watch this thing. So we started watching it. And five days later, we had gone through two seasons of this show. Season three premieres at the end of January. Season four has already been greenlit. Um, I have not enjoyed a show this much since Breaking Bad. Okay. That's pretty high praise. Weird. The show is, and it's very weird to say, this show is so fucking good. Um, at first, I was like, this show is really being carried by like the weight of David Diggs and his charisma. And then by episode four, I was like, this show is just fucking good. It's written so fucking good. Um, Bong Joon-ho has nothing to do with the writing or anything like that. He just gives oh. them money. That's it. He has no creative input at all by his choice he doesn't want to be involved creatively he told his story um this takes everything that i thought was good and interesting about the movie and adds on to it and then gives you time to have character development for all these different things and explain things more of the train and go into way more detail about the things i actually gave a shit about in the movie um it's not like an action show it is talking um and it it is it starts off as that same basic plot of like there's tailies and stuff like that but it goes way way further and it it still has that narrative of classism in it but way way more besides that like there's more character depth and there's more story going on um it's good (laughs) it's so fucking good um I <clears throat> I absolutely love this show. Okay. I, I cannot give it enough praise. Um David Diggs is amazing. Every other actor in it is fucking amazing. Um Did they get A-listed cast for that show? They did. They absolutely did. Um there has a character introduced in season 2 who is played by an extremely A-list actor who I don't want to ruin. You can look it up on IMDb if you want, but I don't want to spoil it. Johnny Cash. He's dead. That's how crazy it is. That's how crazy. No, um, it, it, I was actually I was shocked that this actor was in the show because I didn't look up anything on IMDb because I didn't want anything spoiled for me. Johnny Depp. N- uh, no, <laughs> they, uh, they went full ham on the stupid <laughs> internet theory that it's a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, it's just good. Also, the CGI is better in this than it was in the movie. Uh, That's not hard. To it's not hard to do. No, it wasn't very good in the movie. Um, yeah, I. I absolutely love this show. Uh, it also admittedly pulled me in very early on because it starts off as a murder mystery. Um, it's There is a murder mystery for like three episodes and then it's 
that that's gone obviously but um yeah david diggs gets hired because he was a cop in the real world before the train happened um and they're like hey we need a train detective and so that's like what gets you introduced like all the different parts of the train and stuff like that and like how everything in the train works and then once that's gone it's like okay now here you go it's all been shown to you it's all been set up like let's fucking do this thing I want to like one day I'm going to like make a game where like in the first 10 minutes I'm going to like set up like implications as a murder mystery and then it's just gonna be like a fighting game and like you're gonna be like oh man I don't like fighting games but I really want to get back to really love murder mystery so you're like oh man E when I get back to murder mystery I'll be like oh you're almost there only like 17 more hours of fighting (laughs) just after at the end of the game you're like oh I guess no I just wonder all right let's go no one was murdered it's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh, you have to actually hit number one on the leaderboard, and then you reach, <laughs> then you can discover who's the who's the killer. Ah, oh, that would bug me. Um. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's very very well shot, and it's it's weird because it's claustrophobic in ways. It's all obviously on a train, but it like also doesn't feel claustrophobic. Like they somehow find ways like even in the same train car to make every shot feel different and feel new and feel better um it's the most impressed i've been on the show in such a long time and especially coming off of watching season two of witcher and being super disappointed with it i was like i was not feeling shows like i was like i guess i'll watch this thing and like i couldn't get into anything me and list are watching i was like this is fucking amazing <laughs> like I, I literally haven't enjoyed a show this much since breaking bad um which once again that's high praise yeah yeah it's it's good and every every time an episode ended i was like i fucking have to watch the next one i can't just stop (laughs) because it oh it leaves you with more with questions every time oh uh i was gonna say speaking of that uh i guess one thing that i did watch that i didn't say er earlier yeah beforehand was uh i did finally watch el camino what'd you think it was all right yeah like it's it felt like an extended episode or extended ending to Breaking Bad, which I'm guessing that's what it was to begin with. But yeah, like it didn't really like add a whole lot to the plot line, but it was still good. Like it was well acted. Um, it felt like a very like a way more solid conclusion than the original ending was. It basically answers the only question that was left after Breaking Bad yeah. ended, which I'm pretty sure there was like a bunch of fan bases like what is he gonna do after this yeah like it it answers literally the only question that was left yeah uh it did do a good job of like showing someone dealing with ptsd of his situation yeah 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 el camino was fine um i think if you were to watch breaking bad going right into that would probably be very much more satisfying yeah than waiting like the five or six years or whatever yeah like it came out of left field whenever that showed up and like whenever i was on my christmas break like i was just sitting at my mom's house and we were scrolling through netflix it's like oh i haven't watched this yet and clicked on it so yeah which i'm super excited for the last season of better call saul when that comes out too because i actually better call saul i would say is a better show than breaking bad also i've only seen the first season of that but i remember liking that show though it's very good it's it's based on a character from breaking bad but yeah. like yeah so uh, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say uh, there was one speech on Better Call Saul that I really did like too. With like, um, I'm trying to remember uh, the, sec- I guess not the security guard, but like that the chicken man. No, the, <laughs> uh, the bald uh, kind of security guard guy, Walter yeah. White. <laughs> sure, I, I know who he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we, like he gives that speech of like, uh, you did something bad. You may never do it again, but you are officially criminal because you did this thing. 
Uh, I don't remember the name of the character. Uh, yeah. Good night, Kristen. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, the vaults are blue. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, good speech. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, it was Mike. Sam got it right. Cool. Eventually, I'll watch Breaking Bad and then nothing else from the extended universe of Breaking Bad. And in <laughs> you, fact, to be fair, it, not the finishing Breaking Bad, but actually, Breaking Bad is not that long. Like it was like five seasons. Yeah, yeah, it was five seasons. It was like maybe ten episodes per season. Season one is six episodes, and every season, season two, three, because it was five seasons, right? Yeah, yeah. Season two and three were twelve episodes each. And then four is eight and five is eight. Yeah. How long are those episodes? 45 minutes. That's a long time. That's not that long, actually. Yeah, it is. Like two of those is a movie. Sure. Arguably but... one of those is a movie. Art and one of those is not a movie. Yeah. 40 minutes. That's the limit of a movie. That's no, it is not. 80 definition. minutes is a minimum level of a movie. No, by definition, it's 40. That's what the law says. Well, the law is wrong. <laughs> the law is a liar. Anyway, go watch Snowpiercer. You're going to try to fight the law? You know what happened to the last person who fought the law? The law won. Damn it, you're right. That's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Dumb joke, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're almost at our two-hour limit, so I yeah. would say that's it for this show. Okay. Um, e, if people want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? We have a link tree, L-A-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. Because you link to our social medias, listed medias, tasting medias. There's none there yet, but eventually we're, we're, on g- we're gonna have some. We'll have some tasting medias. Uh, wait for those scratch and sniffs. That's our Patreon reward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Give us ten dollars, we'll send you a scratch. <laughs> we'll just find one. Yeah, I don't know any... if anywhere makes them actually anymore. Someone's got it right. Uh, Not in these we, times. Maybe. We we got an email. The last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your snow. Sure. I'll take some snow. That's, that's, to be that's fair, we kind of need it. Yeah. Yeah. We just had some. We could use Not more. a lot. We could use more snow. Yeah. I mean, I always want more snow, but we, we just had some. You can't get too greedy. No, we need more. I've actually not we walked outside two inches. in the snow. I have. Because I had a horrible migraine on Friday. Yeah, but you were dying, and I like I just I laid down. You were dying. Down. You missed the two snow yeah. that we. Got. I know I did, actually. <laughs> I was actually at work. Like I walked out out of my house to go to work, and I saw that it was snowing outside. Went back inside, grabbed my jacket, and then walked back. And inside then it stopped snowing. You went back in, put away your jacket, you walked out. It started snowing again. Turns so out it was just a guy on the roof scratching his head. <laughs> he had dandruff. Uh, yeah, my and upstairs and neighbors have joke. really bad dandruff. Sorry. Oh, they did actually. Yeah. Uh, Robbie. Yeah. Uh, take take us out of here. So, if you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another and make sure to be safe. Wear a mask. Stay six feet apart. Uh, remember to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Get vaccinated if you can. But if not, make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Sam is saying banana peel and sour milk. Oh, send them a smelly thing, banana peel or sour milk. I got to read all the messages. I can't just read the <laughs> what last a crazy ones. concept. We have to know the context. <laughs> of the thing we said five minutes ago. <laughs> if only there was a way that we could get Sam's messages as soon as they're sent in, but it's impossible. It's, I, I, it's impossible to do. I don't know how it would happen. Uh, everybody out there, thank you for listening. Uh, thank, <laughs> thank you, E. Yeah. Thanks, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Thanks, uh, Sam. You're definitely not yelling at us. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not yelling at us. Uh, everybody out there, uh, hope everything's going great for you. Um, 
we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, bye.